All right. You guys are in for a treat this morning. Here, those of you online, anybody who comes back and watches the replay, you're in for a real treat. We have Mike and Christy Fry are going to be sharing. Yeah, give them a round of applause. We, Angie and I are very excited for what it is that they have to share today. And I know you guys are going to take away something huge from this. And so I'm not going to go on anymore. Mike and Christy, come on up. Good morning. No, good morning. Okay, sorry, I had to make sure it was on. <laughs> Wasn't training on at first. Good morning, guys. So when Angie and Vince asked us to talk, was a lot of hesitation because, you know, getting in front of people and sharing. But definitely it was kind of without question. God's like, nope, you're going to do this. So didn't really leave much wiggle room if this was happening. Um, but they asked us to speak on nourished. So the first thing I did was looked up, what does it mean to be nourished? What does that mean? And good old Google came to my rescue. And I got cared for, fed, provided with food or other substance necessary for growth, health, and good condition. So that's the basic definition, right? To be cared for. Um, I think often we think of nourished as our food, right? What we put in our bodies. But it's more than that, right? It's good health. So including our spiritual health, right? Our, um, our physical health, all of that. And this is what a shepherd does. So that's kind of where we took this, is bringing out the shepherd's heart in all of this. Because that's what a shepherd does, is nourish their flock. Um, we often hear the phrase, God is our shepherd. Often starts those sermons of this feel-good message that we're going to hear of God is our shepherd, everything's okay, you'll be provided for, right? But there's so much more than that, than just that good, positive feeling, right? Because if he's going to provide for our physical needs, our money, our food, he's also going to provide for your spiritual needs, right? And that doesn't always feel good, right? That sometimes puts us in discomfort. Um, so first we're going to look at Psalm 23. I'm going to read it all to you. Read it all, and then we're going to go back and talk about pieces of it. So Psalm 23. Yahweh is my best friend and my shepherd. I have always more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. He, he tracks, sorry, his tracks take me to an oasis of peace near the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me the right path and leads me along his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Even when your path takes me through the valley of the deepest, darkest fear, I will never, it will never conquer, conquer me. For you already have. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort you, the comfort of your love takes away my fear. I'll never be lonely for you are near. You became, you be, my delicious feast, even when my enemies dare to fight. You anoint me with fragrance of your Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink. 
drink of you until my cup overflows. So why would I fear the future? Only goodness and tender love pursues me all my days of my life. Then afterwards, when my life is through, I return to your glory presence to be forever be with you. This psalm is one of David's. David is known for being a shepherd. Oftentimes when the shepherd is pictured in Sunday school classes, David as the shepherd is this little meek boy that can't do anything. He's small, he's strong, he was out in the field, right? That's not really the picture of a shepherd though, guys. David would not have been this small, little, weak, meek little guy. He would have been a warrior from the beginning because he protected his flock with fierce love, right? He would have been able to battle any enemy that came that was after his flock. And that's what shepherds do. Shepherds will even go as far as breaking the legs of the sheep that wander off and carrying them until they are healed again. So they'll carry them from pasture to pasture. I've never carried a sheep, but I'm pretty sure I don't want to carry one for days on end on my back, right? <laughs> like That's what a shepherd does, though. They'll bring them back. They'll fight off and defend the enemy, whatever that is, for their flock. Um, I'm in the Passion Translation, and in the footnotes, they have shepherd broken down, and the root word comes from Hebrew, a best friend, but the word broken out, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce it in Hebrew, but comes down to lover of the flock. So shepherd is a lover of the flock. And when we go through Psalm 23, in verse 3, he talks about the right path, right? God will bring us back to the right path. That isn't always this nice, kind, here you go, this is where the path needs to go on, right? That's where that shepherd would break the legs and pull the sheep back in to that path. And I feel like sometimes that's where we sit, and that's the hard spots to sit in, is when God is pushing us and feels like he is breaking us down to bring us back to where he wants us, because he wants us there for protect, to protect us, to love us, right? Because that's the path. Um, and then on in that, in verse 4, the version I read to you, it says, find it, your authority is my strength and my peace. Other versions say, your rod or your staff will comfort me. A little bit harsher there to think about the rod and the staff, right, coming down. But that brings us the comfort. Because when those things are there, that brings us that protection. And that knowing that we are safe and loved, even if it's not how we always want it to look. Um, where are my notes? So the shepherd is the sheep's greatest friend and greatest protector, but doesn't mean that the sheep are always happy in that moment, right? It doesn't mean that they're always sitting in comfort. And I think that's what, actually, I know that's what a lot of you have been feeling here lately, right? We've been talking about the discipline and the discipline of God. And I think that's the part of the shepherd we miss often is that that is part of it, right? It's awesome. And we love when God leads us just to the green pastures to lay down and rest. 
But then there's the other part of it also, that when we have strayed or we are not on the path he wants, he's going to do everything in his power to bring us back because he has that fierce love for you, that he wants you on his path, ready for whatever he has planned for your life. Um, and this goes straight into First Timothy, goes into a lot of things, but First Timothy 3, 1 through 12, talks about um, a pastor's role. And in there, they even talk about like the shepherd. And so as you go into the New Testament and they talk about the fivefold ministry and stuff, they talk about the ministry of a pastor. Well, throughout the New Testament, other places, they use many different terms for that. So it's pastor, shepherd, bishop, overseer, guardians. So they all describe that pastor. And as you guys heard last week, as Angie and Ben said, that's what Michael and I have been called to, is pastor this church and you guys, and to shepherd the people here. So I'm going to let Michael take it from here. Yeah, so that's that's the biggest thing I want to touch on is kind of um, the vision for this church, for this space. Um, Angie and Vince have been called to very high things, and and I think it's it's a disservice to them to think that um, – you know, they're, they're here just for us on Sundays. Um, and that's where we're hoping to step in collectively. Um, so I think in the Western church, we generally see the pastors as the ones that are leading the church, um, teaching and being the ones that have all the information that the go-to people. Um, and I think generally the people that are leading the church are, are not the pastors in the, in the biblical terms. Um, they're not necessarily the ones that hold the hearts of the people that that can, can sit and have the answers on a daily basis, that can sit and be with the people when, um, when times are tough. And that's where we're starting to get a opportunity to re-visualize what the pastor looks like in the church. Um, I, I think for us, like we're, we're trying to reestablish like the fivefold ministry and, and establish these different, um, people to go to, to have this, opportunity and leadership. Um, and I just wanted to explain how Christy and I kind of fill that role. I think it feels kind of funny maybe that, that two people have to fill a single position, but um, Christy and I really do complement each other well and um, kind of give you a, a, a more thorough definition of what a pastor could be. Um, I've been called a shepherd for many, many years, probably all through my life. I mean, um, as a paramedic, it's kind of a cop-out sometimes. Where it's like, oh, yeah, paramedic shepherd. But it, it is deeper than that. Um, I do carry um, carry wise words, but sometimes they can come become like gruff and bruff and just a little bit cutting. And Christy definitely holds that. Like, we'll sit and teach and give you those, those kind words after. And I think that's um, a pretty cool thing that we can can carry together. So like Chrissy said, we're, we're going through a really tough season, I think. Um, we're straining, we're um, hearing demanding words and warnings, and that can be such a hard time um, on our hearts and leave us kind of upside down. But we, we really are aching to, to know uh, where this is going to come for each of us individually. I think here it feels like perhaps that we don't have the 
the, the people that we should have or that we don't have the numbers or we don't have new people coming in and that can be discouraging. But I do want to tell each and every one of you that, that from our hearts, we see the, the opportunities here individually, that, that this is the leader, you know, this is the leader group of our church. And, and it's really just we're wanting to come in beside each one of you and, and raise you up to know like what your position is in this. And that's, that's the biggest thing that we're wanting to promise is that we're going to do our best to come beside you, grow your hearts, grow where your position is, and, and hopefully have a little bit more um, margin for that as people, as new people are coming in. Because I think we are called to, to much bigger things than just meeting together like this on a Sunday morning. And yeah, so um, the other day I, I woke up and I had a very vivid dream, and I want to share that with you. You guys want to go through that journey with me? Do you want to go through that journey with me? Yes. What? <laughs> so I'm not a dreamer. Um, vivid dreams are, are really rare for me to have. Um, so generally when I wake up from these, I'm like, okay, what, what is this? What, you know, what am I supposed to learn from this? Um, so in this dream, I was in a mansion. It was very regal, very well put together, kind of the like castle, tapestries on the walls, intricate, intricate pictures. Um, we, were, we were standing in this foyer. It was me, but it was, I was also surrounded by people I most trust, which I think is every one of you. Um, I felt really comfortable and safe in this space. Um, but we but we heard a commotion outside, and there were men, um, actually people from my past and old coworkers, that were coming um, to attack the front of this house. And they had they had fiery bottles, and they were ready just to to burn this this place down around us. Um, in that moment, we were scrambling. We were scrambling for action, for calling for help, gathering things to protect ourselves. Um, but before any of this came to be, before we could actually um, gather anything to protect us or call 911 or anything like that, um, this woman steps into this foyer and starts ushering us away. And in that moment, um, it was just the most profound feeling of peace. Um, she, she ushered us out the back door into this beautiful green field, this, this courtyard of just rolling green hills. And as we were running, it was like we were running so fast, we, we just began floating. And it's, it, it no longer felt like we were running away from something, but actually towards something different. Um, we, were, we were running through this field. We get to a cemetery. Uh, and past this was just a shining white building. And I was, I was told this was a stronghold. So as, as I kind of processed this and talked to more people and, and got some more insight in this, um, this became very clear what, what this meant. Um, through, through, this, um, through this opportunity, I think we were formally asked to be pastors shortly after this had happened. And it, it truly was the fact that, um, you know, we have those knocking on the front door. They're, they're running towards us with fire in their hands. Um, we get frozen in fear, um, bogged down in muck and mire. 
we get stuck in our own vanity. These walls we sit in are white, furnishings are comfortable, but to no avail, it's burning down around us. Our pride keeps us stationary, our vanity keeps us from stepping forward. The attack is happening, and it's happening now. Our shepherd is coming to sweep us away. Our mother's heart is, is there to guide us through green pastures, through death, and into the safe hold of God's heart. The shepherd's heart is one of fierceness, boldness, and swiftness. The old pastors are no more. There's no time for pastors to be handholders, relationship menders, or oppressors. Shepherds go after the lost. They cut away the brambles and hobble them in the truth, freeing them from what is restraining them and slowing their hearts, placing them into the peace of the Holy Spirit, hobbling their legs to keep them in this space. I believe pastors are not meant to be weak or meek, but are meant to swoop in when the place is in shambles. Um, they do have biting words and do have to move on. Much like those that bark orders, they improve the people. Pastors lift the faces, speak the truths, no matter the cost, and send on their way. So this is this is a big ask. I think this is a big ask for all of us that... Um, you know, we feel upside down. We feel in shambles sometimes when we hear the messages that are coming for us in this day. Um, but I, I do hope that we have encouragement that there is this peace. There are these people that are that are here to to expand us, to grow us, to um, maybe give sharp words, but it is to actually expand us and grow us. Because um, only in this in this time in this stretching is is where we can grow. Let me take a breath. What else do you want to talk about? Okay, so um, a lot of times we do sit frozen in, in these places that, that we're stuck in a, in a time that we feel, we feel tied down. Um, we are actually like wrapped in brambles, and it does take somebody to free us from, from these. And a lot of times it doesn't. It does look like that shepherd that's coming to... Um, to actually cut away, to, to shear us, to um, to break our legs and, and drag us along. And I think that's where people do get um, to get stuck is the fact that um, it doesn't feel comfortable. It actually hurts. It hurts greatly. And it's something that, that you have to realize from a higher level that um, it isn't an individual attack. It's it's a it's a freedom on the other side. Um, I think a lot of times we, we get attacked and we have a bad day. We feel 
we feel it very personal that it's like I'm not good enough. I'm not I'm not this person that you need. I, I'm not I'm not good enough or I'm choosing the same thing that I did yesterday again today. And I think God's just really wanting to to say to us that that it's it's an individual decision and it's every single day. You don't just say, Yes, this is what I am. Fantastic. This is something you have to move into and choose every single day. And it's not that everything's going to be absolved for you. It's something that you do have to say, this, no, but this is who I am. No, this is who I am. No, this is who I am. And, and every day, it's, it's one step forward. So when we have those days that it feels like everything's crashing down on top of us, you have to go, no, this is who I am. This is what I am here for. And continue to reach out to, to those people that you know, may seemingly have hurt you but are actually speaking freedom from you. And this is where we talk about, hit a mention in there, because the part we know of the shepherd, right, is that he brings to green pastures, right, and lays us down. And that's the other part of this, right, is I went to school for a therapist. I am great at sitting and listening to people's problems. I can sit with you for hours and listen to what's going on. But that's what we're called to not just stop at, right? I can sit with you and I can listen to what's going on and I can comfort you in that moment. But know on the backside of that, that I'm going to pull you out and say, okay, now what are we doing? Because you now need to move beyond that. And that's where I feel like we came out very harsh of like, nope, we're just going to pull you out and this is what's going to happen. But also the part of the pastor's heart is that I will sit with you when you're broken because that's where my heart is at. Is And I can I often can see. I walk in and I can see when you're hurting. I walk in here. I know that things didn't go well this week. Just by looking at you, I can often tell this wasn't a great week for them, right? Not always going to call you out on it because that doesn't feel good always. But I know. Because that's one of the amazing gifts that God's given me. And I can sit in that, but we aren't. And that's what pastors have done for so long, I think, is that you have weekly meetings with your pastor for forever because nothing ever gets moved beyond it. And that's what we're doing here, right? Angie is a prophet. She will give you amazing words about your life, right? And those can feel heavy and daunting. You can come with me. I can sit with you with them. And then we're going to go to Vince and you're going to figure out how to move on because that's how this is to work, right? Is it's not just sitting in, it's not just collecting the prophecies. It's not just sitting in our problems and wrapping around them and continuing around the same mountain. It's going up and moving on. And that's where we are. (laughs) So, and that's where we are. And that's where we need to do as a church. Because you guys can sit in these comfy chairs in this building, in our beautiful building, right? Everybody that comes in here says it feels like home, which is awesome. That's what we want. You can sit here forever, or you can let the people around you take you from those comfy chairs and send you out to something greater that God has for you that may not be so comfy anymore.